One, two, three. My baby don't mess around cause she loves me so, this I know for sure. But does she really wanna but can't stand to see me walk out that door? Don't try to fight the feeling cause the thought alone is killing me right now. Thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together living like we don't know how. Hey, A rocky start there, but uh, we'll take it. The judges will take it. We're sliding in safe into another episode of A Star is Born. I'm your host, as always, Chris Arneson. And um, this is part four, parte cuatro, um, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And uh, I just realized yesterday would have been a good time to do, or today would have been a good time to do the Mexican spoon bread that we did yesterday. So that was my bad. I'll take responsibility for that one, um, for the uh, Cooking the Fast Way Maywood recipe book. But speaking of that Cooking the Fast Way book, let's just hop right into it. Um, this is... Ginger Cookies from Kathy Kowalski. Kathy Kowalski, fast member. And your ingredients are three quarters cup butter flavored Crisco, one cup of sugar, quarter cup of grandma's molasses, one egg, one teaspoon of cloves, two cups of flour, half teaspoon of salt, two teaspoons of cinnamon, one teaspoon of ginger, two teaspoons of baking soda. And I just realized that if you're just tuning in to this episode for the first time, if this is your first time listening to A Star is Born, this is not a cooking podcast. This is not even a food podcast. It's a a movie and storytelling podcast, but <laughs> I can see how you might get confused each episode, I like to read a recipe from, from this recipe book. So For all the people out there who don't like to get their recipes from Rachel Ray or Gordon Ramsay or what's that, Tim Ferriss, like that crazy dude, um, Four Hour. Does he have a book called Four Hour Marathon? That'd be a good one. He has like four hour everything. Four Hour Marathon. But that's not like a crazy good time though. So it could be three hour marathon. That's more of like the but he goes with the four hour stuff, you know? So I don't want to mess up his shtick thing thing he's got going. Alright, but anyway. This is not a food podcast. Let's get back to the uh recipe here. So your directions. Um cream the first four ingredients. Sift dry ingredients and add the mixture. Blend together until creamy. Roll into small balls and roll in the small, not small bowl of sugar to coat. Just any size bowl of sugar to coat. Place on a cookie sheet 
and bake at 350 degrees for 11 to 13 minutes. Let cookies sit on the cookie sheet for one minute before moving to a cooling rack. Cooling rack. Um, yeah, there you go. That's your recipe for the day. Ginger cookies. Doesn't really have anything to do with Cinco de Mayo. Hope you all celebrated Cinco de Mayo today safely. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to... I forgot, I didn't do any plugs at the beginning. So I'm, I think I should mention thank you so much for sharing the podcast with friends and family. And everyone in between. Um, whether it's your Uber driver, or your Lyft driver, or your Tesla salesman, your Apple repair person, whenever you go to the Apple store, what do they call them? The Genius Bar? Is the Genius Bar the same thing? But, um, yeah, share the podcast. And, oh, I, I should mention that christtheauthor.com is going to be this is big news breaking news right now on the podcast chrisauthor.com will be no more coming up I think like the end of June because I got an email from Bluehost Bluehost which is the it's a company um, along with WordPress that I used for the website. But yeah, they sent me an email that said they were gonna charge me some money for that. They're gonna they're gonna charge me <clears throat> excuse me. Guess how much they're gonna charge me to renew my website. I thought it was a lot. I thought it was too much for website renewal. Cause I already paid too much in the first place to get it, so they wanna charge me uh it was like thirty two bucks. And some and change, which is <laughs> it's not like a crazy amount of money, but I don't know. It's not it's not nothing. It's not nothing to sneeze at, you know. And um, I don't know. I, I think website for me right now. I was like thinking to myself the pros and cons of it, and it's not it's not necessarily a necessary thing for me right now because I got my blog. TheGoatOne.blogspot.com I got Twitter at ChrisTheAuthor8 and Instagram at ChrisArneson8 So like people you got other you got other platforms to reach me on you know, you can find my work you can find my books on Amazon and Kindle uh, Sponge Cake and What's in the Fridge but um yeah, I think websites are almost a little antiquated nowadays. I think they become like with social media becoming let me get some water there for my for my mercury cup there. Yeah, social media is kind of taking over the spot that uh websites previous previously inhabited in the social landscape. So and it's, it's I mean, I don't know, it makes sense. Maybe down the road, do the website thing. I'm not too worried about it right now, you know? Stop, stop making me worry about it. Gosh. No, I'm not worried, I swear. Um, let's move on. I was going through my DVD collection. 
last episode. So let's let's move on to the next DVD here. This is the DVD collection that I brought from home because my parents are relocating to Spokane to the other side of Washington State. So yeah, they have two boxes full of DVDs, um, f- mostly from the shelf in the TV room. Um, so yeah, they had tons of DVDs, tons, tons. We used to have VHSs too. I don't know why ever happened to those. They may have donated those to the thrift shop or probably did that. But let's talk DVDs right now. So this one that I'm holding, it's a Grand Slam comedy according to the Today Show. I never, first time I've ever seen a Today Show quote on DVD. It's kind of funny. I wonder who said that. Al Roker or maybe it was uh, Kathy and Hoda. They both said it <laughs> at the same time. They're like, Grand Slam comedy. I like to think it was Al Roker. Like he's, he was doing, when he was doing the weather, he just, he pointed at Boston. He's like, Oh, I just gave it, I gave it away. I gave away what the, <laughs> what the sports team is. It's the Red Sox. So yeah, Grand Slam comedy, Red Sox movie, uh, fiction, non-documentary. And it's a love, it's a love story. It stars a current late night host whose name is Jimmy and his last name is not Kimmel or Daly or Cordron or wait, I just realized that oh my god. I just realized that's so funny. <laughs> that um James Cordron could go by Jimmy. Because Jane isn't Jimmy is just short for James, so there could be three Jimmy late night hosts. He should be Jimmy Cordron. That's that's my vote. That's my vote. Um, I like it. <laughs> James Cordron's underrated though. I like him. I love it when he does the singing in the car. That's so fun. Oh, I definitely recommend watching. The video you can find it on YouTube where he goes to uh, Paul McCartney's hometown. What was it? Liverpool? In England? England? Paul McCartney? Jimmy Jimmy Cauldron? Uh, <laughs> that's a really good little like 24 minute clip there. And oh, also the one I think I talked about this on the Tom Cruise episode. Which is actually not that long ago. But it was before the Easter Bunny. Before the egg baskets. But when he, when Jimmy Cordron, I'm just going to call him that from now on. Jimmy Cordron. When he skydives with Tom Cruise, that is epic. That's You can find that on YouTube too. I just wrote down Jimmy Cordron. Just so I, um... Just so I remember that. Yeah, watch Tom, Tom Cruise skydiving with Jimmy Corcoran. Oh my god. 
you could never con- convince me. Even Tom Cruise couldn't convince me to skydive. There's no way. No way, man. Skydiving? Oh. The, the one thing... <laughs> I would definitely do skydiving instead of the, the, the squirrel suits. Oh my god. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not, I'm not even trying to be mean or anything. Like, I'm, I'm worried for these people. I'm, I'm honestly like, we're looking out for their safety. Like, there should be like, like you know how, moms against drunk driving. There should be moms against squirrel suits. Oh, I like that. That's funny. I'm gonna write that one down too. Moms against squirrel suits. So, that makes sense. I think it's. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Moms versus squirrel suits. There we go. I kind of butchered the S there. Um, there we go. Moms against squirrel suits. It's it, it's reasonable. It should exist. No one in their right mind would ever do that. I would rather do that thing. Who was it? Uh, Felix Baumgartner. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I remembered his name right there. That was. A great pole, but he's a dude who uh, jumped out of outer space, like some little space shuttle. I don't know how he. I think he's an Austrian guy, but yeah, he did that for Red Bull. Because I believe Red Bull is from Austria. I'm not. <clears throat> I, I think I might as well. We might as well confirm this while we're confirming this. Let's do the Mariners update too. But let's just see if Red Bull's from Austria. So today the Mariners won 10-0 in Cleveland. So Oh yes, Red Bull is in Austria. Wow. I'm on I'm on the ball. I'm on the bowl. <laughs> okay, we're having fun over here at Starsborn HQ. Across the street from Washington State University. The day after graduation. Not that I didn't graduate. I mean, you would know that. You know that if you listen. If you're a if you're a starfish, if you're a member of the uh, starfish galaxy, or starfish Milky Way, or beach of starfishes, or ocean of starfishes. <laughs> yeah, you would know that I graduated last year, May of 2018. So much one year ago from today and also may of 2015 <laughs> both times from here in Pullman Washington State University two degrees two both bachelor degrees no master's degree um, <laughs> I I think I don't know if I've mentioned this but yeah like when I was applying for I was looking at applying for master's for going to school for masters and it was just so much more work <laughs> i'm just so lazy when it comes to things like administrative things like applications and that kind of stuff it can it just seems like anti creative in a way like anti constructive cuz it's just like a wasted time it's just time that could be spent thinking of idea ideas for like writing a story or I could be doing this podcast <laughs> or something, but 
it's just applications have always been something that I don't like that kind of stuff. That's for sure. So yeah, that's probably what the main reason why I didn't. I did a second bachelor's degree instead of just doing a master's degree. But also because there wasn't anything special that I really wanted to do a master's in. Because I want to do stuff like this. Like I want to be a writer. Be a be a podcaster. And uh, move to California like I'm doing the beginning of next month. <laughs> when my lease ends May 31st. Which is sneaking up on sneaking up on us. But okay. So the Mariners won. 10 nothing in Cleveland. I love it. I love it. I love it. They're 19 and 17. They are two games behind the Astros who are 20 and 14 and three games or no, sorry, one game ahead of the Rangers who are 500 and even 500 at 16 and 16. It's weird how how many games like the, the Mariners have played four more games than the Rangers. That's kind of weird. I wonder, oh, it's probably because the Mariners played those first two games in Japan. Remember that? At the the end of March, we were talking about that. That was probably, I'm trying to think of what episodes those we were doing at that time. We must have been doing um, end of March. That was probably like Anne Hathaway. Probably around the Anne Hathaway episode. But, yeah, the Mariners won, so there we go. Tomorrow we're playing, I like how, like how I say we, because I include myself as a part of, an integral part of the Mariners organization, of course. But, man, pe- people are talking. I wonder if you guys can hear those people talking. <laughs> They're probably, because my window's pretty wide open, because it's, nice, it's a nice night. Excuse me. Recording this. It's 9.05 p.m. right now. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a warm day, though. It was up to 70 degrees today. Like, I think I said yesterday. I think I said yesterday was the warmest day in, uh, of the year so far in Pullman. But today, even eclipsed that. So, yeah. Wow, the Mariners held the Indians to only two hits today that is impressive and yes we play the Yankees tomorrow in New York City at 335 which is a weird time it's an odd time to start normally you'd be at like 7 on the dot so 4 normally we'd be 410 or something but okay change it Yankees change it up in the Bronx I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, let's get back to this DVD I was talking about that I just quickly got distracted and stopped talking about. So, like I said, it's a Red Sox movie starring Jimmy Fallon. Um, not Jimmy Cordron or Jimmy Kimmel. Also starring Drew Barrymore, who's in Fifty First Dates with 
Adam Sandler. That's just the first other movie that came to mind. Oh, also, The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler. Both of which we talked about episode 11, the Adam Sandler episode. Um, So let's see, Fever Pitch, that's the movie. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about right now, Fever Pitch. This is one of my favorite, I, I know I'm saying that about all these, and I realized today that it's kind of funny that yesterday I was giving a Rotten Tomato score to each one of these DVDs. Because, like, I obviously am going to give them very high Rotten Tomato scores. Because these are the few, <laughs> this is the collection that I picked to bring with me. Out of all of my parents, like, they probably had, I'm guessing, 100 DVDs. Like, maybe 100. Maybe triple digits. And I picked, what, like, just like a baker's dozen or so. But... So yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna be giving all these high Ron Tomato scores. So as for Fever Pitch, the Los Angeles Times, speaking of Los Angeles, they say it was quote hilarious exclamation point. I wonder who said that in the Los Angeles Times though. I feel like that should be attributed to to some like film critic or writer or something because it's like the newspaper didn't say it <laughs> you know <laughs> like the building the building didn't write it it's not it's not that it's a person a person wrote it it wasn't it wasn't a machine or a robot a robot i mean i'm don't get me started on like i'm not even gonna talk about self-driving trucks i'm gonna talk about um automated Articles, <laughs> I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but yeah, that's going to be a new thing in the future. There's going to be, I mean, it's already a thing, but it hasn't really caught on. It's not popular yet, but I'm sure it will be in the next, I, I hope not actually, because I like reading things that, uh, with the, with, like my favorite part about reading something is like the human element, like, like the personal part, like, the personal connection to the story, um, yeah, stuff that, (laughs) artificial intelligence, it's gonna, I don't know, they'll, they'll probably replicate it in some way, like, they'll, they'll piece together, like, I was just listening to, oh, who was I listening to, someone on Joe Rogan, today I was listening to some old, old Joe Rogan episodes, they were talking about piecing, like, they could, like with the podcast like this someone could spend like a hundred hours just piecing together all the different words I've said and they could just make me say some like crazy statements <laughs> but just by just because I've said so many different words you know combinations of words and if they if they edit it and like splice it together but um that's kind of funny <laughs> it would take so long though so it's a it's kind of an honor actually if someone did that to you that means that means they're like a super fan <laughs> like like that they're a huge fan of yours because they have to listen to so much of your podcast to to cut that video together and then you could obviously i mean you could just be like 
this I didn't say this stuff. This is <laughs> this is all this is false. This is <laughs> but that's just a funny thing. I think it was honestly I think it was the latest episode I was listening to. Um who was it's a podcaster I've never let me get some more water here. Someone I've never listened to, but my brother, Nick, likes this podcaster. Um, he's a history guy. I probably gave it away. Dan Carlin. I think he's the guy. That's a Joe Rogan guest who said that, who mentioned that thing about, I don't know, how sh- how do you say, like reassembling, resorting, all tons of words. God, that would drive you crazy. I mean, that would drive me crazy if I... <laughs> well, first of all, just I don't have the editing skills, capabilities, <laughs> the technolo- technological know-it-all. No, what is that? What's that saying? Not know-it-all. <laughs> wherewithal. <laughs> I got know-it-all mixed up with wherewithal. That's okay. Everyone has their flubbers. Flubbers and flouts. Oh, I always... That just reminds me, speaking of Flubber, which is a great Robin Williams movie, which we'll definitely have to do. Oh, we're in the near future. I'm sure we'll do a Robin Williams episode. That'll be a special one of the stars born. But um, I, my favorite thing about baseball, speaking of fever pitch, is the bloopers. I love at a baseball game, like when you're watching the Jumbotron, just would which I couldn't really see when me and Sean were at the game this past what was that like nine days ago ten days ago when we were at the Mariners game we were seeing in right field out there in the probably like 15 rows from the from the right field wall from the we were pretty close to the right fielder and we couldn't really see the Jumotron but but my favorite thing to watch when I can see the Jumbotron is the bloopers. I love the bloopers. I don't know what it is. I also love the well, the human element. That's what it is, like I was just talking about. But I also love the hydro car races. Or hydro boats, not hydro cars. Although I'm sure that that's something like Elon Musk is working on right now, like a hydro car. But, yes, the Mariners always do. The Seattle Mariners, if you don't know, if you're listening from Brazil right now or somewhere else around the country, around the world. Man, I was clicking out on my... I was looking at the stats on um, Anchor. And I accidentally clicked out to Earth. So 100% of my listeners are from Earth. But apparently I could have listeners from, like, Mercury or... You know, Neptune or Saturn or all the planets, you know, name name a planet, Venus. Not Pluto, though. Not Pluto. But I just thought that was so, that's like so funny. Mars. You could, are there people on Mars right now? Like, are there astronauts on Mars? But, um, I do not know. But maybe, maybe they could listen to my podcast. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I wouldn't be 100% Earth for uh, listeners anymore. I would love to get a galaxy then it would really be a starfish galaxy galaxy of starfishes <laughs> that's what they would 
that's what that person would have to identify um, as their listenership. Because as a listener, I think you should get to you get to choose whether you want to be Galaxy or Milky Way or Beach or Ocean. Those are like the four options for for the starfish. Um, which is the name of the listeners? You, uh, the starfish. <laughs> if you're still um, confused about it, um, man, I'm so many olive branches I've opened right now. So the Mariners, yes, Seattle Mariners, the Major League Baseball team in Seattle, uh, Seattle, Washington. They uh, have a hydro boat race. They they do every single game. They have what are the colors? Red, green, and yellow those three colors every single game and they keep the stats that they show after each race so people kind of they choose like when you're with your friends or family each one of you chooses a different color and then yeah the boats race around Lake Washington which I've talked about I've talked about swimming in it and it's pretty close to Bothell only a few miles from Bothell separates Seattle from Bellevue both of which I've worked in. I mean, I've talked about working in Bellevue just just recently, just a couple of weeks ago for the Easter Bunny, then working in Seattle for mowing lawns last year. Um, but yes, man, I just get myself on these tangents. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, the hydro... Man, I love the hydro boats. That's... Because people, you're in your group, and then you're like, I'll go red. I usually, I like going green. I choose a green one. And, yeah, then you cheer for it. Like, one of them always wipes out. Actually, two of them always wipe out. Then one of them usually stays free, stays clear, uh, stays dry, <laughs> even though it's in the water. It still stays dry, though, as, as it were. And, um, yeah, they race, like, two laps, two laps around the, on the big screen, around the lake. It's really fun to watch. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if there's people playing, oh, my gosh, that'd be the ultimate twist. If there's, like, interns in the back room, I should have asked Sean about it in the, when I interviewed Sean, um, just a few episodes ago. Man, because <laughs> he worked for the Mariners. Um... But yeah, that'd be funny if there's like three interns playing like an Xbox and they were controlling each one of the boats. That would be so funny. I would love that twist. I think I'm going to just believe like in my heart that that's the, like that's a real thing. Um, I got to go to the bathroom right now. So I'm going to take a quick little break. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right. Back from the break. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some stuff done. Maybe wrote down the next item on your to-do list, perhaps. Maybe <laughs> decide if you're going to do laundry. Like, you have to decide. You're like, am I going to do my laundry? Or am I not? Can I hold it off till tomorrow? Maybe even till Tuesday. Wait, yeah, because today is Sunday. I was like, wait, what day is it? It's Sunday. Sunday, man, a good, nice little break for me, um, man, I was having weird, weird bathroom patterns today, <laughs> so I didn't go to the bathroom for like 
if you guys want to know, I mean, I'm sure you're interested, so I'll let you know. Um, I didn't go for probably like five hours or something. Didn't urinate, but then once I once I went, I it seemed a little dehydrated, but I've been drinking a bunch of water all day. So, but the problem is, I ate a bunch of these Austin, uh, little six packs of those little six packs of crackers. You got the cheddar cheese ones. You got the peanut butter ones with orange crackers, the peanut butter ones with white crackers, and then the vanilla ones. The vanilla ones are my favorite by far. Those are so good. But I buy the variety pack because that's the best deal. And <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just, you can't pass up that deal. It's only like a dollar. Come on. <laughs> but that's just the way I am, especially if, especially if I'm going to Walmart. I'm like, I'm already here at Walmart. I might as well just get the cheapest stuff. I'm already at the cheap place. But that's what people do in Pullman. You don't have many grocery shopping options here. Really either just Walmart or uh, Safeway, which I'm not a big Safeway fan, really. I think it's a little overpriced, a little overrated. So, yeah, I go, I don't mind, whatever. (laughs) Go hang out in the Walmart parking lot. Go eat my cheese sticks there. Listen to some country music. Blast on my car speakers. But, um, yeah. Wait, I'm going to rank these Austin crackers. So, vanilla number one. Then I'll go... Let's go orange. The orange peanut butter number two. The white peanut butter cracker number three. And then the cheddar cheese is like a distant fourth. I guess no... It's no bueno. But, um... Yeah, the orange cracker has a little more flavor, I think, than the white one. That's why I chose... That's, I'll give you a peek behind the curtain for the peek behind the judge table. But I'm looking at it right now, so... Let's just do the Sidaris update. Of David Sidaris's Dresser Family in Corduroy and Denim. The book that I'm currently reading... But I have not read any since yesterday's podcast, so that's your update there. <laughs> I think I'm still page 54, the start of that chapter. Um, let's talk. So yeah, that's I'll let you know about my my bathroom issues there. We're all up to date there. We're up to date in the Sidaris update. Uh, the Austin Crackers, the Austin Cracker rankings have been done. Set in stone, uh, fever pitch. Let's give fever pitch a Rotten Tomato score. I'm gonna say, oh, I love this movie. What I gave, I gave Ferris Bueller like 95. I'm gonna have to give this one 95. <laughs> yeah, 95. I, I hate to give it the same score, but I didn't want to give it any higher than. Ferris Bueller necessarily, because I've said Ferris Bueller is my favorite movie. So I want to rewatch this one though. Just it reminds me of when I used to be a Red Sox fan. Uh, my old uh, front running days. I I used to rock a red, like a bright red, Boston Red Sox hat, fitted, 
I used to love the fitted baseball hats. Uh, or New Era, is that what it's called? Um, this is a great movie. I, I love his apartment. I love like all his Red Sox memorabilia. Just, and his Yankees toilet paper. <laughs> so funny. So it's Jimmy Fallon before Jimmy Fallon, you know? Back when he was just like more likable, you know, like before he became famous and he, I don't know. I think he still, he still tries. He tries real hard to be a likable guy. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he tries to be down to earth. He He's pretty funny. He seems funny. I feel like Jimmy Fallon, like out of all the late night hosts, he's, he really tries to connect like the common like average Joe Joe Sixpack just like the Midwest just like America like the heartland like that's like that's who Jimmy Jimmy Fallon's like doing it for that's what it seems like to me but um like Jimmy Kimmel's a little more like alternative and James Cordron also a little more alternative a little more European um What's the other one? I was going to say Jay Leno, but... Wait, no, Jay Leno's not... Wait, wait. My, I'm confusing myself. Jay Leno doesn't still have a late night show. <laughs> Seth Meyers. He's like the New york guy. The SNL dude. And then... Carson Daly. Does he still have a show? I don't think he does. Alright, that's a, some late night talk for you. Uh, fever pitch, yeah, I think 95% is a fair score there. I'm satisfied given that score. Oh, let's talk, speaking of baseball though, let's keep it on the baseball subject here. So, I've talked about many times, I've talked in length about my 2007 Midwest baseball trip that went on with my grandma, Grandma Doreen, and Cousin Matt. Um, Cousin Matt is on my dad's side. He's my Uncle Steve's uh, Uncle Steve's son. Uh, all along with... He's... I'm like butchering this. I'm butchering my family history. Obviously, I haven't done a 23andMe re- recently. He is Brett's younger brother and Becky's younger brother. And Becky's oldest. And um, Uncle Steve is my dad's older brother. And my dad and Uncle Steve are the younger brothers of Aunt Joe. Over there. Aunt Joe's over there in South Dakota. I think she's still living in South Dakota. Along with probably in the same city as um, Grandma Doreen. Rapid City. I believe Aunt Joe's still, still over there in Rapid City. Um... I think I heard something about her working in Wyoming, though, because she's a pharmacist. So I think they had a pharmacy in Wyoming that had a spot that needed a person. Um, okay, so the pictures I'm looking at, this is 2007 baseball trip here. I'm holding a photo album here, an old style, just picture like a maroon and black. It says photos on the front, so... Pretty much looks like it's like a photo album, like 
in a TV show or something. Like, it's that cliche, you know? It's making it very clear that it's a photo album. It's like, don't, don't mistake it for a giant baseball card collector or something. But, no, this is just full of photos from 2007 Midwest baseball trip that we went on to Minnesota and Milwaukee, both stadiums in Chicago, the Cubs and White Sox, St. Louis and Kansas City. And these four photos, because that's how the the page lays out, it's like two on each side here. And uh, this is the same picture that's in your image art for this episode here. Um, So yeah, the first, the upper left photo, that's my grandma Doreen on the far left there with the glasses. And that's me in the middle with the Cleveland Indians hat who the Mariners destroyed today. And, oh man, I'm wearing an Indian's hat and wearing a Brewer's shirt because we were just in uh, we were just in Milwaukee for that game. Um, as you can see, my cousin, his eyes are kind of closed on this picture, so it's not the, good, not the best picture of my cousin Matt, but he's a couple years younger than me. Um, he's, he's my sister's age and he's wearing a brewer shirt as well. Um, I like, I like both of our brewer shirts. I don't think I have my name more, but I wore that shirt till recently. So got a good decade's worth of use there. And yeah, Matt's rocking the, the New York Mets hat. I think it's cause that was his baseball team that he played for. I believe they were the Mets. And I like the the lady over my grandma's over my grandma's shoulder. That lady with her she's got the visor and her arms are folded. Like I love the way that she she looks she looks so fed up. Like she she does not look like she's having a good day. Like the way her arms are folded over over that um what do you call that thing? You know what I'm talking about. Laminate. The laminate. Um, that's so funny. <laughs> She's wearing a jean jacket. I like her Midwesty jean jacket though. That's that's a nice touch. You know she makes a, a mean casserole. I was trying to think of what's in the casserole. Like I've heard of like Doritos being in the casserole. That would be very delicious. Um, yeah, definitely look at these pictures. Fine, look at this episode art. I don't know how you. I don't know. You could probably figure out how to look at that episode art. <laughs> Hopefully, you can see it. Um, so below, below, and I'm looking at the bottom left quadrant now. And this is just a picture. Well, nothing special really here. It's just of right field, and then the bottom right quadrant is of left field. And then the upper right quadrant, just a picture of me and my cousin there. Just that's a pretty good picture. Just both smiling away. I like I like both of those pictures. Except for the fact that that's too bad that my cousin's eyes are closed in that one. <laughs> it's probably I wonder what kind of camera that was taken on. I, I think 
these pictures may have been taken on like the old school disposable cameras that you get from Costco. Like, you know, like, I mean, you take them to Costco, don't you? To go pick up all your pictures. I think that's how it goes down. But (laughs) so you couldn't see what it looks like. It's not like taking a picture on like an iPhone, like, or even like a digital camera where you could double check to make sure everybody's eyes were open, but that's okay. It still, it captures the moment, as people say. A picture captures the moment. Um, Speaking of baseball, we were just talking about baseball earlier. I just wanted to give a little shout out to my dad for, I know we had last last week on my birthday, uh, I had a little rough, rough outing with my parents, but I I had fun playing uh, baseball catch with my dad a few times, a few times when I was home there in the backyard. So that's always fun. I love tossing around the baseball. Even if it's only like we're standing like 15 feet, 20 feet apart, that's like the perfect distance, like 20 feet apart. Because I'm not trying to play long toss. Like I'm not... Not trying to throw you like a Hail Mary or something. Like, just keep it close. I'm not I don't want to get Tommy John surgery, you know? <laughs> throw my arm, just throw it out of the socket. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I got my arm the only major injury I've really had is my arm, my shoulder getting thrown out of the socket. Because I think I was like four years old and my dad was swinging me around in a circle by my arms you know how like people used to everyone does that like with kids you swing them around in a circle with their arms <laughs> and yeah my arm popped out of, I don't know what what you say popped out of the socket that sounds like an electrical thing <laughs> like an electrician would say that but that's what happened I think I went had to go to the hospital to get it popped back in so I'm going to cross out playing catch with dad. Actually had that written down. I was like, I need to mention this. What else do I have written down? Easter Bunny recap. Lessons and thoughts. Oh my gosh. Make sure to listen to those uh, egg basket episodes. Some of them are pretty short. But that covers my time doing the Easter Bunny at Bellevue Square just a few weeks ago. So I did that for 16 days, uh, pretty much all day, every day, and it was just super fun. I don't know what I learned from it. Just keep your, I don't know, I was going to say like, keep your head down, just work hard, like find, find a goal. Like my goal was like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to complain at all because I was doing the Easter Bunny. I was doing seriously, literally every single shift I was doing. So all day, it was 9.30 in the morning till 9.30 at night is how long I was in that Easter Bunny suit and wearing that giant head. You know, like the giant plastic head. But um, I'm not complaining right now. I, I loved it. It was fun. I think it's fun. Just waving. And like I got to dance. Like I did a lot of dancing. I got I to try flossing. I tried to, I made people laugh by doing the, I like, that's my favorite part about the whole thing was, uh, like making people laugh. 
just like standing around, like dancing, like doing funny dances at people, like doing funny waves at people, doing that thing where like the long wave, <laughs> where like I, I would wave at them and then they just kept walking like down the hall of the of the mall, the hall of the mall. <laughs> and then I just, you just keep waving them. And then, and then they would just keep turning around like every like 10 feet or so. And, um, it's pretty funny. It's, it makes, makes people laugh. That's just, that's all I was trying to do. Cause I was like, I'm just going to try to make the most of this experience. That was my, the real, the real takeaway from that whole thing was just make the most of like any experience. Cause I knew that it was going to be over like before I knew it. Like, like I said, like it was, I don't know. It just goes by so quick and. It was only 16 days, like, that's not, that's not a long time, and when you're working, when you're doing it, like, all day, every day, it's just, it was just basically one long day of doing the Easter Bunny, so, time just melted away in that suit, especially not having the ability to, to like, look at, like, a, like, my phone, or, like, a clock, or a, a watch, or anything, so, <laughs> I had to ask people for what time it was. I mean, like, ask, like, my coworkers, I mean. Not, like, not, like, random people in the mall. <laughs> I just pictured, like, a random, East, like, a giant Easter bunny just walking up to a person at the mall and being like, what time is it? Like, that's rule number one of being the Easter bunny is you do not talk. Um, I mean, you're allowed to talk to, like, your coworkers, like, to the photographer and, like, the helpers, but, you know, not the, not the customer, obviously, but the Easter Bunny doesn't talk, and that's actually, it was very, like, how, how I did, how would I describe it, like, almost therapeutic, in a way, like, one, it was like a big, um, relaxation, meditation, like, very much like a meditation session, even though, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I've never done meditation myself, but it's also, I would compare it to like being in the sauna. I mean, it wasn't quite, not quite as hot, but definitely was hot in there. So that's like a similar thing. And um, yeah, it's just concentrating. Like I had to like, (laughs) you pretty much had to concentrate and like keep your, your mental like mental thought patterns like in line I don't know how to describe it like not not let yourself like slip away you know because you could easily just pass out and um I mean my co-workers told me stories of falling asleep in the Easter Bunny suit and that's one thing that I just I didn't want to do that because I figured like I would freak out when I woke up and like that's what they said they did they said that, like, when they woke up, they were like, whoa, whoa. Because <laughs> you don't know, like, where you are. And you just wake up and you're just in this giant, like, this giant plastic head. It's just on top of your head. And that's all you can see. And it would just freak me out. I don't know. And so that's one thing that I am happy that I managed to stay alert the whole time. You know, keep my keep my thoughts alert and keep myself wide awake especially because I wasn't uh drinking coffee because well I mean the main reason why I wasn't drinking coffee because 
not because I don't like coffee. I definitely went right back to drinking coffee right when I got, actually right on Easter Day, <laughs> the day after the season ended. But I wasn't drinking it because the whole dehydration thing. Like, I had to time my bathroom breaks because I had one at one thirty. I mean, I could have, if I really had to go to the bathroom, they would have let me go get out of the suit and go. But it's just more of a hassle for me, too, as well, to, like, hop out of that suit. Um, Yeah, it just, I would rather wait till one thirty, push it from 9.30 to one thirty. So just go to the bathroom, like, right at, like, 9.15, right before I got in the suit. And then make it four hours without going go to the bathroom at one thirty, and then the next bunny break was 5.30. So then, wait, was it 5? No, it was 5. It was 5 o'clock. So I only had to make it um, two and a half hours, or three and a half hours, excuse me, from 2 o'clock to 5.30. So, yeah, I could, and I did it. I think I did it every single time, pretty much. And then, I, and then also at night, 5.30 to 9.30, so, but I would just time it so, like, I would hydrate myself at, like, like an hour before each break. I would chug a bunch of water because we would have, like, head breaks in between. Like, I would never go longer than, like, an hour and a half or so. Maybe, like, a couple hours without, like, a head break. But I talk about all this stuff in depth. In, um, it's like a, you can listen to it, like, in the moment. I mean, because that's really what it is, because I recorded those Egg Basket episodes, like, in the back room back there at Bellevue Square, so, like, during the bunny breaks, and before, in the morning, before I got in the suit, but mostly during the breaks, so, that's some, like, in-game action, you know, it's kind of like a, like a halftime interview, you know, like, of a coach, like a, a football coach or something, basketball coach. Or baseball does that too. They've that's like a new thing that baseball's introduced to make it a little more modern. They do the like they'll interview like the manager or something, give them the headset, but during the game too. That makes it so weird. I think they might do it in between innings, but I haven't watched as much baseball lately. So especially here in Poland when when we don't have the TV. But here's a couple. Oh, here's a rock connection. Since this is the rock episode, um, this was freshman year. So I spent my freshman year, uh, this, not my freshman year, my freshman year here, uh, the first semester of my freshman year here. Then I transferred to Western Washington and went there for like a year and a half. Then I went to Edmonds Community College for a quarter. Then I came back to Wazoo, to Washington State University, and graduated from here uh, in May 2015. So that's like my college story there. And then I came back again in, what was it, August 2016, and then finished up in, ultimately in May 2018. But um, the reason why I'm telling you that is because this story is from freshman year, and... This was one of my classes. Geology. It's the rock. It's, <laughs> get it? 
it's the rock episode part four so figured i should tell you guys about um my geology class and um there's actually a celebrity not not really celebrity i kind of overstated that but a basketball player brock modem from australia australia aussie 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 um he never played in the nba though so he wasn't he he wasn't that amazing but i think he played overseas in europe after playing at wazoo he was a big man i think uh pushing 7 foot probably like 6'10 or 6'11 but he was good though i i'm underselling him he was actually really good in college for the cougs but no i don't think he ever really had any pro prospects like i don't think he played in the used to be called the D League, now it's called the G League, like the Developmental League, I don't know why, why they change it to the G League, uh, G is in general, but I don't, what, what does G stand for, maybe, maybe that's what it is, maybe it's just the General League, or, um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, I don't know, the, the Gray League, <laughs> the Glue League, I don't know, I think the developmental league, the D League was a good name. I do not know why they changed it to the G League. Maybe it was the Geology League. Ooh. Maybe it's the NBA Geology League. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Bring us back around to geology. So yes. That was my class and I think that was my worst class freshman semester. Uh first semester of freshman year here at Wazoo. I'm pretty sure, I think I had like a C plus or maybe a B minus in that class. I may have pulled out a B minus, but it was rough. That was a rough go for me. I had a rough go at it, (laughs) but I don't know why it was so troubling. Oh, well, it was a class that had a lab. It's one of those lab classes. So that's when you meet like once a week in a smaller group. Because it was in like a huge lecture hall. Probably definitely over 100 people in that class. But our lab was only like 18 people or something. And um, yeah, that was the lab was okay. It was confusing though. Because we always had to do like tests on like identifying different rocks. And I would do so terrible on those tests. <laughs> I, would, I would just butcher those. Oh my god. I'm having like. What's the what's the nightmare version of a daydream? You know? <laughs> it's like a night a night dream, I guess you would call it. A night a nightmare daydream. That's what I had right there. Um just picturing those all that stalactite and stalagmite and all those different minerals and aqua colors and teal and Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how anybody seriously like how could anybody identify those different rocks? It was I mean, I'm sure looking back, maybe if I did it now, maybe with my more developed brain, like it's been it's been a while since it's been a while. It's been a while. But it has been um what like seven and a half years since I took that class, so I've changed. My brain has developed and 
changed. Maybe, maybe I have an easier time remembering which rock is which. But um, also maybe this is connected. I'm terrible at the game, the board game Clue. I'm so bad at Clue, the game where you have to like stare at a picture. Um, you well, you get to stare at a picture. It's like a highly detailed picture for like thirty seconds, and then you set the card down. You don't look at it, and you have to answer a question about it. So like a multiple, to, uh, multiple choice question. So that's a fun game. I like apples to apples a little more. But what am I talking about? Apples to apples is not even a board game. So that's like comparing apples to oranges. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. No way. I did not just go there. He did not just go there. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I'm talking about geology right now. So geology. Uh, we did the trips. The thing I wanted to talk about. That I really remember, like, loving about that class was I would take Saturday mornings in the fall. This is the fall, mind you, where college football is going on. One of my favorite sports to watch on the TV, on the the telly. And this is a time that I actually did have a TV in my uh, dorm room that I shared with Blake Rowe. But he's an old buddy from high school who also did track and field, but I played football with him back in the day, too, but, um, yeah, Blake was a good old friend, he was a good roommate, too, he went into a, f- a fraternity, but I, I have a good memory just kind of rushing his, his frat that he joined, what was it, it was Lambda Chi, he joined Lambda Chi, but I just, for one day there, I, like, I partied there one day, it was kind of like a rush, like I said, but, oh my god, I remember being passed out, <laughs> just, just passed out on the cold tile flooring of their bathroom, just disgusting probably, like, imagine like a bathroom in a fraternity house, like a giant fraternity house, probably, probably 60 people in that frat house, but tons of people, disgusting, <laughs> but I definitely had the spins, that's when. That's also when Mac Miller, the spins. That was a popular thing back then. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Um, that's I. I link my Mac Miller experience um, with his passing to Red Robin, because that's that's right when I got hired to work at Red Robin. And I went there for my for my like orientation, and there's one other dude there. And he was a big Mac Miller fan. And he was like a SoundCloud rapper. And he Mac Miller, he said, was like... His, I think he said he was his favorite rapper. And we just talked about Mac Miller for like 20 minutes while, while we were waiting for, for the manager to show up. So that was a good memory of, of Mac. And uh, <laughs> I like how I said Mac, like I knew him. But in Red Robin, the good old... Bothell Red Robin, but yeah, I had a good experience working that at that Bothell Red Robin this past fall. But I'm all over the place right now. I'm talking geology. I'm talking frat houses. I'm talking. <laughs> all right, back to geology though. So we went on these field trips, and they were just in these little like 
you know, like the sprinter vans, the ones that like they fit like six or eight people or whatever, like three rows. So I guess it would fit what three in the back, three in the middle. You could do three three up front. So like nine people, I guess, or eight eight or nine people. But yeah, we would just like pack up a lunch. I would pack up a lunch in my dorm. That's back when I was doing that uh, picture a day. Oh, I got inspired by some dude I saw. He was doing a picture a day for like six years. He did a picture every single day. He took a picture on his like laptop um, webcam there. And then he made a, like a collage of it. Like a five-minute collage video on, I think I saw this on YouTube, but you could probably, you could probably find it on YouTube if you search like six years and five minutes, if you search that. But that inspired me to do that, <laughs> and I only kept it up for maybe three months. But still, that's still a long time to do it. It's still decent dedication. I'm not, I'm not laughing at that, but. Okay, before I go any further with the geology trip, something on my mind right now, in my, in the Netflix queue, in my mind, wherever, my mind queue, is, so yesterday we were talking <laughs> Ferris Bueller Day Off, and I forgot to mention, one of my favorite people in that movie is, this, like, I think she's the, is she the secretary at the school, and... I can't remember her name. Maybe it's Peggy. It could be Peggy. But I just love... Like, I like her... Her and Principal uh, Ed Rooney's relationship. Their back and forth is super funny. And then... When she pulls... She's... Oh, like, like the way she says... She's like, Ed Rooney. <laughs> like, when she says that... I think she answers the phone. She's like, Ed Rooney. Um, but the way she pulls pencils out of her hair is so funny. That's like the, that might be the funniest part of that movie. I'm just picturing that right now. If you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I would recommend after this podcast, which is going to be soon because I'm going to wrap this thing up in a second, but watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off after this. It's, It's like, it's like I've talked about it. I can't talk about it enough. It's like my favorite movie. Along with Fever Pitch. <laughs> but um she pulls out pencils. She pulls out like seven pencils in a row. I'm probably exaggerating for effect, but many. Like half a dozen pencils in a row from her hair like from her hair. I don't know what <laughs> it's so funny because it it doesn't make any sense and it's like physically impossible. It like defies the laws of gravity. It's like an optical illusion too. It's super funny, but I liked it. I think that's it's maybe maybe my favorite part of that movie. Um, geology. So no specific memories from the geology trips really. Just the whole the whole memory of just packing a lunch, like waking up watching college game day because we had the TV. Blake brought the Blake provided the TV actually. Um it was a little like twenty incher probably. It was he had it located perched like high above so my 
my bed was like on the left. His bed, his bed was on the right. And then he had the TV perched like at his feet, and then like at the feet of his bed, and then up there. And then he had a fridge too. So Blake was, man, he had the dorm set up. But I'm trying to think right now. I, oh yeah, I think he actually moved into the frat into Lambda Chi. When I moved to Western in January, I think he also moved out the out of that dorm. Into excuse me, and I'm I'm burping over here. <laughs> I'm burping up my um. Man, I, I had a really good chicken bake chicken bacon ranch, like flatbread today. I picked up at Walmart. It was it was on sale. It was delicious. I got it for. 360 it was originally five bucks so i was like not only is this a great deal but <laughs> i keep going on about how much i love these great deals i'm not even kidding i do i do love a good deal but um i really love a chicken bacon ranch flatbread though i really love chicken bacon ranch it's like one of my favorite pizza that's maybe my favorite pizza topping but flatbreads are even better than pizzas flatbreads are delicious but um yeah, <laughs> so that's what I ate. Also, all those Austin crackers and some Cheez-Its, but not knockoff Cheez-Its, not, not real Cheez-Its. But um, yeah, Blake was a good roommate, though. Um, he always had, I, I love just the TV and the fridge. That's two, that's two whammies right there, two, two checks in the wind column for roommates, like in the dorm, especially since we didn't have like any kitchen in the dorm really but anyway like I love just so Saturday morning I would wake up like 7 flip on college game day like watch that for probably a couple hours then head on over to what I'm trying to remember the name maybe not Wilson Hall but one of those halls over there probably the science building over there and meet the geology group and it's probably a dozen people or so, like at the most, probably a dozen at the baker's dozen at the most. But I don't know, maybe two, because I'm trying to think if there's one or two vans that we had. But I mean, it was different because I went on probably like three or four of these trips, which is good, like good experience, like super. It was extra credit, so that was one of the main reasons to do it. Because as you can remember. I did, had so much trouble identifying rocks um, <laughs> with other rocks, but I don't have a problem identifying The Rock as one of the best actors in Hollywood. <laughs> you like how I just turned in like a news person right there? That's like a, my TMZ spin. Um, but yeah, so I was trying to make up for all my terrible test scores, my bad bad grades in lab with these extra credit geology trips and they were also just super fun like I just I had like a good time doing it and then I would just come home and watch more college football like maybe go to the Washington State game go to the Cougar game if I think they would actually always schedule it for when the Cougars were on the road like that seems like that that would make sense like I think that's what happened they didn't make us miss any home games but um yeah, that was a great memory. I remember our teacher was this... I think his first name was Kurt. I don't remember his last name, but... 
just this big, probably six foot six, always wore a baseball cap, as any geologist should do. There's no way. You don't see you don't see a geologist or like an archaeologist without a baseball cap, cause, I mean it makes sense though. Like, I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even joking about it, cause they're out there and like, they're digging around like in the dirt, just in the sun. Like, you want you need something to protect your eyes from like, clouds of dirt getting kicked up, and like the sun's just beating down on you. It makes sense why you, why you would wear a baseball cap. It's but it just you picture them. You picture like the that ter- that type of I don't know what 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 kind of point am I trying to make right now? <laughs> I think I made my point that uh, geologists and people that work with like rocks and fossils and like minerals and like these types of like nature things like trees, like imagine all these except loggers. That brings me to loggers. <laughs> I don't really think I don't picture them wearing a baseball cap necessarily, but that might be. I don't know why would they not wear one? Maybe because they're op- operating heavy machinery, so they have to concentrate more. But and they're also up there in the trees, so the sun is getting blocked by the trees. That might be one of the reasons. Um, all right, so that's the geology trips. I remember we went to Idaho. I think they're all they were always to Idaho. And we probably drove like an hour at most. Um just fun. Like what what did we do? We would just what did we do? We kind of like hiked around and we kind of uncovered rocks. I think we like we we tried to identify rocks and <laughs> I probably stressed out. I was probably asking people left and right I remember carrying my notebook around like very specifically just walking around with a notebook and then yeah we would eat lunch Um, I'm sure we we would get lectured by like guest lectures by like nature experts out there like park rangers those types of people but um, yeah those were always super fun like I like doing Anything extra, like all that extracurricular type of stuff, always, you always look back and you're like, I wish I would have done more of that, but who, oh, oh well, you know, what what are you going to do? You can't, you can't change the past, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, it's just, what am I trying to say? It's why, why even worry about, why even think about the past? That's, there's people who, there's some people who don't even think about the past or the future. They try to only think about the very present moment because they're like, the past is just basically stories that we tell each other. Like they get passed around. The past gets passed around <laughs> in groups. Cause think about it. Like it's just a collection of stories and experiences like personal memories, you know, but then how do they get connected to other people? Like through stories that you tell other people, which is why I love making a Stars Born not only a movie podcast but a storytelling podcast because I love stories because I think they're like the was what, what am I trying not the was, <laughs> I'm having trouble coming up with like these like the meat of 
like the heart of, of life, like the real, the good stuff, like the flubber, the flubber of life. <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, I brought it back around. Um, stories are the flubber of life, like the good stuff. Like, it's like you, you have like the experience that's like the living part. And then you have the part where you like, you reflect on it. Like you tell the story, you pass it along. That's kind of like a fun I don't know, it's a fun part of, that's like a important part of life too, is passing along stories to like the next generation. And it's, I don't know, it's how do you do it? You do it through things like this, like podcasts, you do it in person, family reunions. I want to do more of those personally. I, I think, I think we should do a family reunion every single year. That's why I, when I have a family, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a reunion every single year. That's why I'm laying down that law. Because it doesn't have to be like a big like a big deal, like a huge shindig or something. It can be, like, especially if the family lives close to each other, that makes it so much easier. But, I mean, it makes sense when the family's scattered. Like our Arneson family, like my dad's side of the family, just scattered all across the country. So it makes it pretty difficult for us to all find a central meeting spot. But as for my mom's side of the family, mostly in Great Falls, Montana. So it's pretty much a family reunion every time I go over there. But reunion, that's reunion. It's too hard of a word to say. I don't like saying that. It's too hard to say. That's I'm saying it right now. You heard it here first. Uh, reunion. Just it's one of those words that newscasters should say to help help themselves warm up. Like you know how Ron Burgundy does. Unique New York. Unique New York. And he's like the the burglar had oddly shaped feet, or whatever he says. But he does all those things to warm up before going on air. Him and uh, Veronica Corningstone. But reunion could be one of those. I'm going unique New York reunion. Unique New York reunion. That'd be a good location for Arneson Family Reunion in New York. New York City. I would enjoy that. Which borough would it be? Uh... Let's go Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know why. It just sounds... It's not too pricey. Like, Manhattan's, like, way too pricey. The Bronx is too too Yankee. The Queens is too Metsy. <laughs> Staten Island is too islandy. You get island fever. But Brooklyn, just right. <laughs> also, I, I like Brooklyn because that episode, or the... The season of the real world that was in Brooklyn. I remember that's one of the few seasons of that show that I've watched. I watched the Brooklyn season, the New Orleans one. Let's see. I definitely watched like a couple other ones, but they're not. Oh, San Diego, I believe. Yeah, San Diego. But yeah, I love. God, don't get me started on reality TV. I'm not even going to go into it. I talk about it enough. But um, it's a good time to wrap it up. I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's wrap this thing up. 
thank you so much once again for sharing the A Star is Born podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, anybody and everybody. Um, yeah, it's been so much fun. I'm having I'm having a blast doing it. It's been a a roller coaster ride and I I don't stop having fun doing the show though. It's doesn't it doesn't cease to the excitement doesn't doesn't stop for me. I don't know. I I, I hope this is fun to listen to, but I have I have a blast. But let's wrap this thing up. Get my books on Amazon and Kindle. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home, home, home. Closing time. Time for you to count home to the places where you belong. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for yet another thrilling episode of The Stars Born. I'm hoping you're having a great day, a great night, a great walk, a great run, a great workout, a great day at work. Whatever you're doing, have fun, uh, make the most of it. And uh, as always, I love you.